Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 106. Let's talk about motivation. Okay, but first let's talk about motivation when it comes to kids. I want to give you guys an example of something that I've witnessed in my own life recently. So first and foremost, it must be said that I am like Gen X. I'm straight Gen X. For those of you who aren't familiar with Gen X, we're sandwiched in between the baby boomers and the millennials. And so... um. If you want to learn a little bit more about our generation, watch some TikTok videos. Just, you know, type in Gen X childhoods. That'll explain our mindsets uh, to you if you're not familiar. But we always joke that we were raised almost like feral children. Um, We were like the first, we were like latchkey kids. That was actually a term. And definitely in our generation, Hard work is definitely very valued. Um, So my husband and I both fall into this generation, and it's definitely something that we've, um, some of these traits that we've tried to really instill in our children, especially on the hard work. But again, with kids, they're just like us in a lot of ways. What motivates them? So we made this big move from Las Vegas, Nevada to Camden County, Georgia last year. And I, I was really apprehensive on one aspect of the move. We're coming from this massive, huge, big city school district in Las Vegas that really does struggle. Now, I am not a parent that will <clears throat> openly criticize any school, any educator, any teacher whatsoever. I mean, I can't even imagine the difficult challenges that our teachers face nowadays. And um, I will also say, in our personal experience, even though we came from a school district that struggled as much as uh, that one does, we personally as a family had wonderful teachers throughout. So my two oldest um, graduated from that school district. My youngest went through it um, all the way through his elementary years, and we were always, always blessed with wonderful teachers. In fact, I can't even think of one that was really difficult. And we also did, we, we definitely took full advantage of the magnet school system, the charter school system there as well. So that being said, my youngest, as he finished out um, elementary school, he was coming from a class of like 45 kids. I mean, God bless that teacher, 45 kids. And and he did fine, but, you know, academically, but we were sort of like, you know, how high could that bar have really been set with so many children in that classroom? So we were a little apprehensive because we moved to Camden County, Georgia, specifically for the school district. 
And obviously, you know, as parents, we always want the best education for our children. And that was definitely a big motivating factor to move specifically to the town that we moved in. And I mean, I have to say, the Camden County schools are phenomenal. I have lived a lot of places. I've never seen parents so um, appreciative, so uh, supportive of a school district ever before, of anywhere we've ever lived. People are really passionate about their schools here. And it's a smaller school district. So again, they're not dealing with a lot of the problems that a lot of other school districts are. But My son went from being in a class with, like I said, almost 50 kids in the class to the class sizes here, like 15. And I was just like, Lord, help, help us all (laughs) at this point. You know, this is like the real test. Um, It's, you know, these schools here, they're public, they're high performing, they're, you know, there, there's a lot of expectation on the kids. And I just was nervous because I didn't know um, how he was going to rise up to the challenge. So he's actually done phenomenally well, I'm happy to report. Um, In fact, he's really kind of exceeded our expectations um, when it comes to it. So, um, you know, he's kept his grades at A's and B's, which we're super thrilled with. And so, you know, part of that is, you know, he's a smart kid. He knows that he has to work hard. That's definitely been instilled in him. But still, I mean, there's what about motivation? I mean, we, we all need some motivation, right? And so the first semester, um, we had told him, you know, if you do well, you may be rewarded with a smartphone. He's had a flip phone for quite some time. And apparently, in Vegas, his nickname was Flip Phone Kid, <laughs> which he was mortified by. So he hated this phone, but we insisted that he take it with him, you know, if he was at a friend's house or whatever. Um, and he refused to take it out. Like he would go and and like hide from his friends to call us or to check in or whatever. And he would always be like, everyone makes fun of my phone. I was like, well, you know what, dude, you know, that's tough. You know, life life's tough. So anyway, we went ahead and we did surprise him because he did end up hold up his end of the bargain and we upgraded his phone for Christmas as his Christmas gift. But then what we noticed as we went into the second semester, his grades started to slip a little bit. So my husband is like the total helicopter parent when it comes to like the the parent app where, I mean, he knows every single assignment that the teacher uploads and what the grade is. And he's really good about staying on top of that. So he's like, hey, his grades are slipping a little bit. I mean, slipping down to C's. He had a couple of C's. And so he's like, you know, we need to find what motivates him again, because obviously he got his reward and we're needing to find a new motivation. So my husband said, you know, what does motivate him? And this is actually quite true. Saving money. So my, my, he doesn't like to spend money, my youngest, but he likes to save money. And so we have a little, you know, checking account that's linked to ours. And, and, you know, when he gets money, we put it in there. And, um, and like I said, he's not, he, he hates if he has to spend it, but he likes to save it, which, I mean, I wish I could be like that. 
So my husband made a deal with him and they put a price tag. He's like, hey, at the end of the semester, if you have, I'm going to pay you for X amount for A's and B's. I don't even know what the amount was that they agreed upon. So funny, last night um, after baseball practice, we went to dinner and we were driving home and my husband, who probably had checked you know, the grades earlier, had said, hey, you have one of your grades fell back down to a high C. What's going on? And so they kind of talked about it. And I was sort of listening. And it was funny because my husband said, dude, you're losing money. And I kind of glanced back at my son to see like what his response was. And he kind of looked kind of pensive for a moment. And then he's like, okay, dad, I'll get it up. And (laughs) so I was like, that's his motivation. So whatever agreement he and my husband made with each other on X amount of dollars for the grades, it's working because that's his motivation. I mean, again, he knows that he has to work hard. He has an expectation uh, to do well in school. Um, But like I said, even though he knows that, he still needs something to kind of motivate him and push him along. So Anyway, I thought that was a super relatable story to what I had been uh, preparing for this podcast episode. So we all need some kind of motivation or something to kind of pump us up to get us to, uh, to accomplish those things. So what about when it comes to organization, time management, living a more organized life? One of the wonderful things that I have loved are the is the feedback form that I have. So if you guys haven't filled this out yet, I really encourage you to do so. You can do so at any time. If you're just like thinking like, hey, I would love some advice on XYZ or whatever, take the time, come back to the podcast, go into the show notes. It's the Google form. You guys can go in there and uh, <clears throat> type in just some questions. You can answer any of them, none of them, you can give a false name. It doesn't matter. I just want to make sure that I am providing the topics and covering the topics that are most important to you, the listeners. So motivation has definitely been a trending topic on this uh, feedback form. And I think it's actually pretty timely because we're just coming off of the first of the year. So at the first of the year, we're like conditioned to be like, new year, new you, new goals, right? So we're like super hyped up about all of that. And then (laughs) as we start getting into the spring months, you know, our motivation kind of starts to slip and, and, you know, maybe we're not like keeping up with our goals as we were just, you know, a couple of months ago. So like I said, I saw, I've been seeing a lot of, um, comments on there about like, how do you get started? How do you, how do you get motivated? to organize, especially when you don't love to organize. I mean, those of us who do like to organize are, I would say, we're not necessarily the norm. So, um, which again, I'm very Gen X, like totally fine, uh, uh, you know, owning that. So what happens when you know you need to get organized, but you just are having trouble finding the motivation? Well, keep listening. This podcast is for you. But first, let's talk about some examples of natural motivators. Just so that you have, you can just like when you, maybe just something will click to say, oh, wait, that's a good point. 
So as I kind of went through my notes, I kind of went through a sort of like a timeline of things just to consider, just to think, to, to help you kind of find your motivation in general. So some examples of natural motivators. I mean, let's think about if we don't want to be hungry, then we eat. So we're motivated by hunger or the avoidance of hunger. But on the other end, um, if we want to be in good physical shape, then we know we need to work out. We need to be physically uh, active. Otherwise, if we're just eating without physical activity, (laughs) then we know we're not going to be in good physical shape. So the motivation of fitting into clothes or whatever helps us when it comes to that's great motivation to get us into the gym. But think about like work. (laughs) Think about when, because we all have that. The alarm goes off in the morning. What actually gets you out of bed and gets your butt to work? It's probably the motivation that you need that paycheck to pay for living, right? To pay for um, how we live, our rent, our groceries, our car payment, all of that. We don't want to do it, but if we know that we don't, then we will not get a paycheck and then we're going to struggle in a lot of ways. We're going to struggle financially. We're not going to be able to pay our bills. So the ability to pay our bills, the ability to support how we live gets us up when that alarm clock goes off into the shower, into our clothes, into our car and on our way to work. All right. So But what motivates you to get organized? If you're not sure, I want you to go through this practice. Brainstorm. This is such a great practice. And I actually think it's a lot of fun. And when I've walked through it with um, people, they actually can say like, oh, okay, This this is actually kind of fun. And it's just basically getting stuff out of your head and onto paper. I think there's a really great... Thing that happens with the practice of just writing stuff down. I know we have a lot of digital apps, but there is actually scientific proof. Don't ask me to, to quote what that is. Just do an internet search yourself, but of actually going through the practice of writing things down. So out of your head and onto paper, as I often like to say. So when it comes to getting organized, like brainstorm, like what, like what are you what are you doing this for? Like what, you know, why do you need to get organized? Like get it out, write it down onto paper. Maybe it's just, you know, you know, you're getting to the point where you're just always feeling stressed. Maybe you don't want to be home. Whatever it is, is causing issues or tension in your family. Get it out. Or perhaps it's one of these um, motivating factors of like you just see how you would like your life to be, your home to be, yourself to be, write that down. Like whatever that is, I want you to write it down. And if you can even make it a little bit more specific, like break it down as small as you can, write it down and then place that in a place where you're going to see it daily. It doesn't have to be where everyone else sees it. If it's like on the inside of your wallet, on the back of your closet door, on your bathroom mirror, wherever it is that you're going to see it as a reminder, put it in a conspicuous space where you're going to see it every day until it becomes a habit. You have to make time for this. And if you struggle with time management, I have 
a lot of podcast episodes out there. So scroll back, find the time management ones, and I'll walk you through time management. But it's important to start making this a habit. That's how you get organized. It's not the pretty bins and baskets and going to the container store, not going to the cute aisle at Target. It is your habits. Your habits make you organized, not the products that you buy. And I will go up against anybody and on this, I know not everybody believes that out there in this industry, in this umbrella of professional organizing, but I am here to say from having hands-on experience working with clients and being an educator in this field, it is your habits that get you organized. If you hear one thing from this podcast, hear that. Good habits, organized habits make you organized. All right, but why are you doing this? You might kind of come up with this while you're doing the brainstorming activity like, but why? Why get organized? Are you doing it to try to impress others? Or perhaps someone is telling you you need to get organized? You know, maybe maybe there's some shame and that's actually really common. Or are you getting organized for you? Why are you doing that? So that might be an aspect that you add into this brainstorming practice. And when you do the brainstorming, it's just simple as having a paper pen and just a little quiet time and just kind of going through your head and again, getting stuff out onto paper. And it's, it's kind of a discovery. Like you'll see like what actually comes out from your head. It's, it's actually a really great practice to get into. And it's really, really effective when it comes to goal setting. So just like those examples of our natural motivation, like, you know, getting out of bed and getting to work, feeding ourselves, working out for good physical shape, our motivation must be stronger than the alternative. I mean, wouldn't it be great just to sleep in? Um, I've had that where, you know, you, the alarm goes off in the morning and I just lay there for like a few seconds and I'm like, okay. And I weigh the why I need to get out of bed right now versus the alternative of what if I just slept one more hour? I, you know, I, I know I'm not alone out there. And a lot of times I'll go through this really quick, like, if I sleep one more hour, that means XYZ is going to happen and I'm going to be super stressed or I'm going to be running late or I'm I'm going to end up not having enough time or whatever. So the motivation is much stronger. So that's a stronger pull that literally sometimes has to pull me out of bed and get started with the day. So your motivation has to be stronger than the alternative. So let's talk about that just a little bit deeper. Because again, there are examples of things already in your life where that motivation, I mean, like, think about it, those examples of like, if you had to save your children from, you know, XYZ horrible, tragic situation, you would not think of any of your fears or care about your own safety, like whatever it takes to go and save your children is that motivation strong enough that, I mean, just puts your mind straight into you know, action mode. So kids, our kids are definitely, definitely great motivators. Um, Again, just even being an example for our children is a phenomenal motivator. Just to share something like a little, 
a little, you know, touchy with me. I was the kid that was always embarrassed of where I lived when I grew up. And I didn't ever want my children to feel embarrassed of where they lived or where they grew up. So like if they had friends over and my, and I'm not even talking my parent, my mom is actually pretty, she's very clean. I don't want it to sound like that, but um, we just lived in places that, you know, were as a kid, for whatever reason, I was, uh, had a lot of shame of where I lived. And so that's definitely been a motivator for me when I became an adult and I just didn't want that. I just, I knew what that was like as a kid and I didn't want that for my own kids. So that's definitely been a motivator for me. For some people, it's just money. I mean, people are motivated by money, like my 11 year old who loves to save money. Another really great, strong motivator is success. I'm always impressed by people who really have their eye on the prize when it comes to goals. Um, I love studying these people. I love being around these people who are just like, they know what their idea of success is. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary form of success. Maybe it's, you know, a, a physical fitness goal or education goal or um, benchmarks or achievements in business. Um, but they just know. And this is, they're driven by this motivation for success that nothing really kind of stands in their way. Super, super impressed. I love, love uh, listening to their stories. Financial security. Um, definitely, I can tap into that one. Um, if we, you know, I, my husband and I did the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University years ago early on in our relationship. And I really um, value the education that I learned there because it really kind of showed me how to set up our life to have financial security. Obviously, financial success is something pretty much most people desire in their life. But for me, I have to be honest, having security, just security to know like, okay, we have some safety nets in place is um, really, really uh, strong for me. So financial security and also a great motivator is just less stress, uh, especially when it comes to organization. Um, when you are in a disorganized state, whether it's, you know, physically or emotionally or mentally, there is nothing more stressful I can tell you that the that definitely, especially if it's um, emotional or mental stress, it almost always manifests itself into physical clutter around the house. Very, very common. And I, you know, sometimes I don't know which one is, and it's not my job to know or interpret which one came first, but I do know that those two are very, very linked. Um, I have a lot of examples and stories of working with clients and just... The, the, I mean, going in as the professional organizer, really difficult situations, you know, spouses fighting, parents fighting with children, an extreme amount of shame, um, just a lot of things. People literally on the verge of divorce. And um, I can be a little bit em empathic in a sense. So I could sometimes kind of walk in and I remember a specific situation where I knew this couple was headed for divorce. And I hardly ever saw, you know, them together interact, but just from what was in their home, and I kind of felt like what was going on, like helping them get everything organized, you, you kind of feel it, you feel it as a, a stranger walking in, you feel sort of 
the stressors that are going on that are causing a lot of this sort of clutter and chaos in their home. So sometimes the motivation of just not having that, perhaps you've had that because I have, I've had that at one point in my life or several points in my life. Um, And not going back to that, not having that emotional pain of dealing with that is motivation enough for me to stay on top of my habits and keep my home, you know, relatively organized and as stress-free as I possibly can. So, all right, all sounds good, right? But how, Janelle, how? This is great. I've brainstormed. I think I've found my, you know, my motivation goal. I've written it down. Okay, how do I get started? Like I've said, small chunks. Just start, small chunks. What space or what area is stressing you out the most? Start with that. And if you're like the whole house, that's not a small chunk. The whole house is not a small chunk. The garage is not a small chunk. The kitchen is not a small chunk, but it's a starting point. So for instance, maybe it is your bedroom. So your your master slash primary bedroom that you just feel like it's become maybe a dumping ground. Maybe it has become just sort of the catch-all. Maybe you are in the season of life where you're sharing it with babies and small children and you don't even feel like you really have a space, but, but it's important. So maybe you're kind of getting to the point where you're like, you know what? I deserve a retreat. My, my bedroom is just really stressing me out. I don't even enjoy going in there. I would be mortified if anybody walked in and that is a starting point. So start with that space that is stressing you out the most. And then again, go back to the goals. Like what, what do you want that? Like, what is your dream space? And and if you need to do a vision board or a Pinterest board, whatever it is, again, I really want you to post it where you see it on a regular basis. I want you this to be your, your motivation, like reminder of, of what your goal is. So say we start with the bedroom and your goal is, you know what? I don't want it to be a catch-all. I don't want it to be extra storage. So you're going to start with going through one box at a time. And when you go through that one box, you go through the process that I've teached you before, the step one, declutter and sort, step two, create a zone, step three, label and contain, and step four, you're going to teach and maintain. So go through those steps when it comes to the box of items, and then you're going to break down that box and you're going to move on. And you know what? You're going to be really proud of yourself that, hey, you moved the needle on your goal. You, you did move it and you need to continue this. So uh, you would be surprised at how small chunks make a big progress. So like I've said before, start small, start with one little tiny micro space at a time, one drawer, one shelf, you know, one, uh, you know, tiny area, one corner, whatever it is, start there and then make your way around. But stick to that one space. Don't jump around. Don't go from like, well, I got one box done. Let me go work on the kids playroom. No, I want you to focus on that. And I always say about 30 days, give yourself about 30 days to work on that space and then move on. So that's why I do like a 12 month declutter guide. It's just simply a one page 
reminder to kind of move through all of the different areas of your home in the course of one year. It Trust me, it does make a big difference if you do it this way. So again, small chunks. I'm, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you've heard me say it before. Use the timer technique. 20 minutes on a timer. It goes a long way. All right. So that is how you do it. Now, there's going to be those out there, and I can hear you already. They're going to be like, oh, if you only knew. I don't have the time. Yes, you do have the time. You need to manage your time wisely, and you need to be aware and honest about your distractions. We all are given the same exact amount of time every single day. It's dependent on us how we're going to use that time. So be mindful. Be mindful of distractions. I guarantee you that you can find anybody, I challenge anyone that they can find 20 minutes in their day to do tidying up. And then even I challenge you further 20 more minutes to go and specifically declutter and organize one little space in whatever your goal is for that month. You can find 20 minutes a day. You can even find 40 minutes a day. I promise you, you can. Whether it's first thing in the morning, right before you go to bed, while the kids are distracted, while no one's home and everyone is at school slash work, whatever, you can find the time. And if you have uninterrupted time and you're just spending 20 minutes focused on one project, you will be shocked and amazed at how much you can actually accomplish when you don't have any distractions. So distractions mean put your phone away. I always do this when I do this. I put on a podcast or I put on music and I listen while I'm kind of doing my stuff on a daily basis. So I really recommend that you do that. But you can find the time. There's just no excuse. No excuse. You can find the time. You do have time in your day. You just need to manage your time a little bit better. I mean, we all do. You're not alone. We all do. All right. The other thing about motivation that I feel like doesn't get enough attention um, because let, like, I'm definitely in this category and it is rest. Are you getting enough rest? Um, I've definitely been through seasons, especially when, when you're in the season when your kids are little and you're, you know, you have babies and it's like this 24 hour care cycle, you know, maybe you're getting them on a sleep pattern or you're going through the potty training phase or, you know, when they're, they're, you know, getting to that school age phase or whatever, when they're going through the, the nightmares or crawling in bed with you. Um, or teenage years where you're, you've given them, you know, an 11 p.m. curfew and there is no way you're going to bed until they are safely in your nest and you know that they're home. Or when they leave the home, oh my gosh, I went through this with my daughter when she went off to college. Bless her heart. She got a job at um, <laughs> Kane's, the little chicken place. And then when... <laughs> This is not funny because it really was terrifying to me, but um, she didn't have a car up there for her first semester. So she was like walking and it was just across the street from the dorms, but sometimes it was like 11 o'clock at night and I was terrified, terrified. And then I, you know, would tell them like, I would tell her like, you know, talk to them, let them know you cannot be and should not be walking from work to back to the dorms. Um, 
you know, such so late at night. So either get a ride from a friend um, or get an earlier schedule, whatever you need to do. And, and, um, but yeah, I was terrified, um, you know, and I couldn't go to sleep until I knew that she was safely back in her dorms. And so that definitely affected me, even though, again, she wasn't in my nest at the time, but she, but that, that being a mama, that never ever changes. You still worry about them even when they um, are are out on their own. <clears throat> so, but let's take an assessment of your rest. Maybe you're just tired and you just can't find the motivation. One of the best things I have ever done for myself was to get myself on a regular sleep schedule. This started when um, I quit my full-time job and started professional organizing as a full-time career. My full-time job required that I get up at 5 a.m. And at the time, I had all three kids at home. So I was like getting three kids off to three different places before work, going, working. And I mean, I had to be so regimented with our schedule back then. And that meant even my sleep schedule. So I had to go to bed pretty much when the kids went to bed because I had to get up, you know, an hour sometimes an hour and a half earlier than them to get myself ready and then get them up ready out the door. And so when I left my full-time job to start my organizing business, I actually stuck to that schedule. I continued to get up at five and um, really grateful that I did because I could work on my business sort of uninterrupted in those hours. This is where I realized the, the deliciousness of quiet time when everyone's still sleeping and you know, they don't necessarily want to get up when you're up at 5, 5.30 in the morning. And I just had some time to myself and it was actually really rejuvenating. So I wasn't getting at rolling out of bed at the same time as them. And I was actually kind of rested and refreshed and feeling like I had good sleep. And then it kept my motivation up throughout the day. So if you're not getting enough rest, rest. And you know what? Sometimes we have those days um, I was just telling my husband about this. Uh, you know, I sometimes have those days where I just need to take a nap in the middle of the day. I'm just wiped. I'm tired. I do a lot in my life. I have two, uh, technically I have three businesses, but I, so I do a lot and I try to stay on top of everything and I, I love it. Definitely my businesses, my clients definitely motivate me, but I, also need to remember I am human and I sometimes need rest and I sometimes will find shame and I won't let myself, I'm working on this, I'm like going away and sneaking away for a little uh, cat nap. And um, and I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to stop like beating myself up for this. It's like the secret thing that I'm doing when in reality, I should just be like, hey, my body needs a little extra rest. It's okay for me to go and take care of my body. Um, because when I get that rest and I feel refreshed, it helps with motivation through the rest of my day. So kind of take an assessment of your own sleep cycle, your own sleep patterns, habits. Are you getting enough rest? Um, that could be hampering your motivation if you're not. All right. Um, almost done here. What about reward? So going back to what I shared with you guys, um, with my youngest, and I've done this not just with him, but my oldest too, um, definitely were rewarded for hard work and good grades. But 
who rewards us? I mean, who, when do we get like the gold star? Um, I, funny, I went to talk to somebody. Um, I'm a big believer in like, everybody needs a check-in with a therapist, um, every once in a while. So, you know, kind of came off of a difficult, um, few years there. And, um, so I sought some professional help and had a wonderful um, chat with a great therapist. And on our last session together, he said, I'm going to give you a blue star. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I know you might be wondering why I'm not giving you a gold star. But and when he's sweet old man, I think he was like in his 70s. And he said, when I was in second grade, um, the teacher saved the blue stars for, you know, really hard work or some, you know, that was the best star to get. So he, you know, I had worked through a lot of the stuff, followed his advice, read the books that he suggested, all of that. And so he gave me a blue star for my good work. And it, it as funny, and we both kind of laughed at, at it as it was, it actually was really motivating. And I kind of left the session just feeling kind of good, maybe with a little extra pep in my step and stuff for being rewarded with a blue star. But it's okay to reward yourself. I mean, reward yourself with whatever it is. Um, I always know like a lot of my friends um, who are really into physical fitness, I always feel like they're really good at rewarding them themselves with different things. Um, or, you know, perhaps it's like, you know, building, you know, if you've worked really hard on a project. I did do this the other day, <laughs> which some people might be like, no, you shouldn't do that. But you know what? I did this. I finished, a, I had um, a, a closing. I also do real estate. It's full time. And, you know, it was, a, it was bumpy as a lot of them are. And I just had a really busy work schedule and work cycle. And I'm very blessed with it. But I was at the store and I, um, at Target, and I just needed a few things. And I went by, picked up what I needed, including boring oatmeal that I make myself eat every morning. But then I passed the candy aisle and I literally was like, scoot. And I like backed back up and I was like, I am craving a Butterfinger candy bar. And so I went and let myself get one. I was like, you know, I've worked really hard this week. Um, no one else is going to really reward me with anything. It's okay to pick up a candy bar. It's not something that I make a habit of doing. Um, it's not something I'm going to be ashamed of. It's just something I'm going to grab a candy bar and eat it on my way home. And I did it. And it was just kind of a fun thing. It was a nice little reward for myself. So what what motivates you? Like what kind of reward can you give yourself? Maybe it's, you know, time watching your favorite, you know, binge television show or, you know, I mean, whatever it is, maybe it's buying yourself something. Um as the rewards for some really good work or hitting your goals. Whatever it is, it's okay to reward yourself. We reward our kids. We even reward other people in our life. But it's it's no one really ever rewards us, right? I mean, some could say like getting a paycheck or something is a reward, but let's face it, sometimes that's not reward enough. <clears throat> so Get in the habit of rewarding yourself from time to time and just kind of giving yourself your own pat on the back and say, good job. All right. So maybe you've, you're like, okay, so I've done all of this and I'm still like, I work on stuff. I have good habits and I just am still finding lack of motivation. Well, I want you to assess your goals real quick. 
I just want you to take a look because something may be happening here. And I've found this for myself where I'm really good. I'm a goal setter. I will write down my goals. I I revisit them. And sometimes I'm telling you the weirdest things happen. Um, just an example, back in 20, I think it was 20, 2011, 2012, I forgot. I was having lunch with girlfriends and we wrote down, um, it was kind of like this fun mastermind lunch. Where it was like a book club slash thing. And we were supposed to write down our goals, like crazy goals. And I wrote them down. And one of them was to live in the South. And this is when I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada lo and behold, I thought of that the other day. That is the craziest thing. I live in the South now. I mean, all these things, the universe made this happen and God made this happen, whatever. And here we are in the South. Crazy, crazy. I just remembered that the other day. And so sometimes when you do write your goals down, um, it's funny how life kind of happens and sometimes those goals happen and you're like holy smokes I totally forgot about that goal but anyway so assess your goals maybe you're getting close to your goal and you're sort of like slowing down you're like I you know I am pretty organized um what next be so maybe you need to go back and tweak your goals So some goals need tweaking. A lot of times, like we'll write it down. It's not a hard and fast thing. Goals are something that can be tweaked. Um, Again, I'm a good goal setter, especially when it comes to my real estate business. I definitely am very goal oriented. And I did write down a number goal because again, goals need to be measurable. Um, But I actually have gone back recently and have revisited that goal to be more of an education driven goal. So I have some education goals that I want to do in my real estate career and not just have it be a pure financial goal. So I've tweaked that goal just recently. I'm allowed to, you are allowed to tweak your goals as well. Because like I said, money, you know, people think money is a motivation always. It's not for us. Even we may think that like, yeah, we're motivated by money. We are to a certain point. Um, And there's been a lot of studies about that that you can look into. But, um, and that's definitely something that I've realized. Like, I wanna hit a certain financial goal for my business. But also, I, again, there are certain things that I've realized this past couple of months that I um, definitely have an interest in. And I wanna take uh, a look at that. And so I've tweaked my goal a little bit, which kind of helped jumpstart the motivation again. But, maybe you've achieved your goal. This happened to me with One Organized Mama when I was working. I had a financial goal that I had achieved. And then for a few months, I just felt like everything was sort of going haywire. I thought, well, I hit that goal and that's great. And we just, but we did, we plateaued with the business. And then I just wasn't sure what to do next. So maybe you've hit your goal and you're not sure what to do next. Set another goal. Go back through, do the brainstorming exercise again, find a new goal, find a new motivation, write it down, put it in a conspicuous place that you see it every day and make it become one of your habits. Goals are, it's okay to tweak them. They don't have to be hard and fast. They're definitely something that you should live with. They're malleable. They can change. You can make them be whatever you want. Lastly, if you are still struggling with getting organized, I encourage you to get help. 
the market, the, the professional or- organizing industry is saturated, saturated with podcast hosts, television shows, blogs, social media pages, professional organizers, methods, techniques. You can find help anywhere. We've, I mean, in the past, I've been in this industry for uh, 11 years now exploded, exploded. When I first started out, there were a handful of people, but especially as I was working with clients, people were like, I didn't even know you existed. I I can't even tell you how many times I heard that years ago. Now, (laughs) when people find out that I do this podcast or had a professional organizing business, everyone knows a professional organizer now. Every, I swear everyone does, even, even in small town Georgia, people do. So get help. However it is, get help to, to get organized. And sometimes just getting a little bit of help. We all need help in one way or another. So there's no shame. We're not attaching any shame to that because there's all of us have an area or, you know, one of our buckets in life where we need help. So get help however you need it to help with the motivation. And that is all I have to say about that. So if you haven't already, again, click on the Google Forms. Give me some feedback. I think I heard from somebody I went through um, from Israel. Hello in Israel. I'm so, so excited. So I think I have like Australia and now Israel. I on that have filled out the Google form. So even if you don't live in the US, you can still fill that out. I still want to hear from you. Um, Super excited. And I will be going through, I'll probably be doing another listener episode or listener questions episode again soon. I have quite a few on there. So if there's an area in your life where you struggle when it comes to time management organization, fill out that form. Let me know. I'm, I'm happy to answer very specific questions. And like I said, this episode was inspired because I started to see a trend where people were like, motivation, motivation, need help getting motivation, finding motivation, how to get started. So this episode is a great example on that feedback form. Um, Happy if you guys leave a review, a five-star review definitely helps promote the podcast. I'm super grateful when you guys take the time to do that. And if you guys want more, if you're visual, you want more, you, you need to dive deeper connect. I do have buy me a coffee, which is, uh, there's some memberships on there. And if you join the membership, all three membership levels will give you an exclusive invite to the member only Facebook group, which I'm building and, and starting to, um, really kind of put together and some great resources in there. And it's just a great way to kind of connect, um, you know, I mean, I can show you my closet, but is it going to look like yours? So I know that it's visual, but sometimes it's not necessarily visual. It's connection that maybe you're needing. So consider joining the membership. One Organized Mama. Again, it's on the Buy Me Coffee link. Thank you for those that are starting to follow. I know that's kind of a, it's a new platform for most people. It was for me. And I appreciate the follows. It, it just go in there, follow I'm trying to do some posts, you know, once or twice a week in there to kind of keep it active. It's like a social media. Um, it doesn't cost anything to follow. You can just kind of keep an eye on what I'm doing in there, kind of get, you know, 
familiar with it and such. And if you'd like to support this podcast episode, I would be super appreciative. Um, you can do the buy me a coffee um, on buy me a coffee on the link. So it's like five bucks and um, super appreciative for your support. I'd like to make this podcast absolutely commercial free at some point. And so once I kind of get that up and running, that is my goal. All right. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the One Organized Mama podcast. And again, thank you for your support and your feedback for this episode. Until next time. 